The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Villan. I want to read a couple tweets here before we get to Jason. Jason Weingarten standing by from under a cloud of smoke. This is uh, Joe Nigro. Congrats, Gil. We should all go out and celebrate. Do you know a good sushi place? Oh. Hey, Jason H. 11, the only person happier than you about the uh, the skins is Todd Wishnev. There should have been an entire segment breaking down the beat down on Dodd. And Jeff Levine, Gil, I'm contemplating the reverse 95 action. Yes, I love this one. May abdicate the Ravens PSL if they do this thing with Lamar. Not even sure what this means yet. I'm exhausted by their byplay and exhilarated by the skins direction. J.D. Emmons, wait, Farrah Fawcett died? <laughs> Money. I loved Fair Fawcett. Uh, Alan Mitchell, Gil, I think you went overboard on, on the cheerleaders, but I'll give you the expired peanuts. I didn't go overboard on any cheerleaders. You got to be kidding me. That was That's the worst part of all of it. All right, let me just say this. Shout out to Mina Kimes. You brought this up off air, and I just want to say this before Jason comes on. She made a spectacular point that no one else has made, which is when all is said and done, now that he's got his $6.05 billion, assuming this goes through, he gets his money and he goes. She's like, the NFL should continue this investigation. It doesn't matter that he's, that he's out. They should continue the investigation. And, of course, my reaction in my head is, and they won't. Yeah. But good on her for bringing that up. Yep. I think it's important, too. Yep. I mean, it's, it's one of those things that they don't, like, it's a black eye for the league. And it's not, it's not just, the, just because Snyder goes away, that black eye disappears, yeah. right? Like, that's, I, I think it's an important point. And Josh yeah. Harris comes in, and like I said at the end of my rant. I don't know what happens with this team moving forward. I don't know if they're an analytics darling. I don't know if they do a process. I don't know what they do. But his, his the best thing in the world right now is he's not Dan Snyder. That's all we care about. Like they should throw a parade for him. Like I mean, he's oh. an instant hero. Instant hero. Love it. Jason Weingarten joins us from under a cloud of smoke in Southern Cali. How you doing, Jason? Good morning. How's it going, Gil? Oh, happy day. It's a beautiful day. Let me just throw up because we, we because I went on a Dan Snyder rant early. We didn't get to our daily Tampa Bay Rays update. Kelly, let's do it. Thanks to Sarah Lang. She puts it all in perspective. The Rays yesterday win their 13th in a row to start the season to go 13-0. They match the 87 Brewers and the 82 Braves. Modern day record for most wins to start a season. Only the 1884 St. Louis Maroons at 20-0. That's the number to beat. 
have had a better start to a season. By the way, Kelly, do you think the Maroons were named after the color of their jerseys, or do you think that was old-timey for people calling other people morons? And they're like, I you're a Maroon! No, I have no idea. In fact, you're bringing this up right now. I, at one point, I brought that up yesterday, and I was like, maybe I should stop saying this name before I research <laughs> more. You know, like, we were just pulling team names from the 1800s. Yeah. I guess the question, and by the way, they, they've only trailed in six innings the whole way through. I guess the question, Jason, is have you capitalized on any of this with bets? Not really. I mean, I had the over yesterday, but I also had the Red Sox. So, yeah, that didn't work out too great. Um, I have had the Rays a couple times, but, you know, I don't, I don't advocate betting. You know, I don't advocate jumping in on a streak because you're always going to get in on that at the end. By the time, you know, everyone's talking about it, it's always too late. And here they are with 13 wins. It's, it's crazy because they've got to the point where, they could basically go 500 the rest of the season, and they're probably going to make the playoffs with this with this start. So, you know, good for them. That's that's an impressive start to the season. Sarah Langs at S Langs on Sports also uh, chiming in that they have you know highest run differential first 13 games of the season in MLB history. The 84 St. Louis Maroons plus 115. The New York Gotham's of the same year plus 73, and the Rays of this year plus 71. By the way, I'm glad you said what you said, which is you don't advocate people jumping on you know a streak like this. That is that is the that is the opposite of all of these old timer sort of Vegas touty you know folks who who have what was their line? Well, you always want to jump on a streak because you'll be right and you'll only be wrong once when they lose, right? That's their theory with that. So I'm glad I'm glad you point out the opposite viewpoint of that. By the way, here's what they've made for uh, for just blind betters on the money line. You'd be up six and a half units on the run line. You'd be up over 10, 10 and a half, because only once did they win one of these games by a run. Every other game, they just win them going away. So uh, what did you bet today thus far? Anything? Yeah, actually, um, I wish you had me on yesterday. I had a pretty good day yesterday. I had the Pirates, the, the Big Dog, uh, had the Twins. That was a blowout. But fortunately, today I have a, I have a ton of stuff. Um, I mentioned I bet the Pirates yesterday. I had uh, you know Vince Velasquez pitching. I bet on Patrick Corbin earlier this week. So I'm doing a little bit of insane sort of betting <laughs> on some bad pitchers this week. I'm. Uh, Keeping that trend up today, I bet the D-backs plus 140, taking Madison Bumgarner. Remember him? I do. Used to be good. I remember that guy. Uh, Chicago Cubs plus 142. I think I bet that a little bit higher. Plus 142 is still playable. Baltimore Orioles minus 112. Love Let's that go. line. Yes. The Angels minus 113. Also love that line. The Texas Rangers plus 140. I like that. Wow. The Cleveland Guardians, I bet at plus 147. Looks like that game has drifted a little bit. And the Atlanta Braves minus 133. So that's seven games. I actually have eight for you. Um, Colorado Rockies plus 157. So surprisingly large card today. Wow. Kelly, I was about to admire. Yeah, right? I you was don't about... usually have me. But, but. Yeah. As the winningest guest in in, in Vison history, I had to throw out a bunch of bets today. <laughs> he throws that in. It's like his brand now. <laughs> he throws that in. Um, it is. I, I was going to be on a jacket soon. I was going to like. Uh, I was going to say, Kelly, how dare you not have Jason on a day that he goes two and zero? But we'd much rather have you on a day where you have eight picks, oh, right? Like, come three, on, three and zero yesterday for, for accuracy. Oh, three and zero. Pardon me, Kelly. What up? Obviously, eight and zero today. So. I mean, obviously, this is going to be better. <laughs> All right, real quick. Read, read. You don't have to give any explanation. Read those eight picks again, real quick. 
Hold on, they're on my phone. Got to pull out my phone again. Oh my quick. god, I thought you just had them. Oh jeez. Yeah, sorry, I don't want to give sorry. out any wrong wrong bets. No, you don't want to do that. D-backs. Yeah. D-backs. Cubs. Orioles. Angels. Rangers. Uh, Guardians, Braves, and Rockies. All right, let's take also the... bet the Mets if you want. I haven't bet the Mets yet, but that that's that would also be a play. Are the Rockies the biggest dog among them at plus one sixty? I believe so. Um, Give us your not ex- so. It wasn't so much just I was looking for for dogs specifically, but yeah, I think the Rockies probably the, the biggest dog. Of All the right, bunch tell there. us what you were. What what did trigger that bet? The Rockies. Yes. Or. All, well, they all all were good prices. I like. I just liked all the prices. Okay, but today. like, help us. A... I, I get you like the prices, but help us help us understand what it was about this price that looked. In other words, you had it priced shorter, obviously. But what what is it about it? Is it the pitching matchup? Is it the lineups? What is it? Yeah, it's a couple different things. Obviously, the the pitching and the lineup. Uh, Marcos Gonzalez isn't isn't one of my favorite pitchers. Uh, One seventy five is a bit steep on the Mariners, and they're also they were on a been on a road trip, I think for about, about a week, slightly over a week. So this is their first game back. Um, I don't know. I always, I tend to think teams underperform their first game home, especially off the first road trip of the season. Yeah. I mean, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is, you know, you, you, th- you talked about how you had the pirates yesterday against Jordan Montgomery and the Cardinals, the tigers also as a big dog beat the blue Jays, Chris Bassett going for the blue Jays. Is it fair to say, just sort of as a as a macro statement, this early in the year that we're seeing way too big of prices generally on dogs, going against what the conventional wisdom are? Or oh well, the Blue Jays are better than the Tigers, the Cardinals we all think are better than the than the Pirates, but the starting pitchers in both of those cases, it's not like they're you know it's not like these are Shohei type pitchers going out there, and so the prices on the dogs are very juicy. Like I mean, these pitchers aren't that spectacular to be garnering this big of a favorite price on them, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. When I was betting and when I was betting on Patrick Corbin earlier this week, I wasn't betting on Patrick Corbin. Cause I like Patrick Corbin. I was betting on Patrick Corbin. Cause I've said multiple times, you know, there is a, there is a price where you can get me to bet on Patrick Corbin. And it's probably about two and a half to one when, when, you know, you're laying a bigger price against that with someone like Jose Suarez and the angels. It's just, you know, sometimes you just look at the favorite and say, this guy is way too big of a favorite. It's mm-hmm. it's wrong. Yeah. I'm hearing way too many people like quoting fan graph stats two weeks into a season. Like, it's just like, guys, this means nothing at this point on some of these. Uh, it's just not enough of a sample size to go off of. Um, so that's eight baseball bets. That's that's good enough. But is there anything else you're betting on that we should know about? Not much. Uh, sports-wise, this it's all baseball right now. I barely bet any golf this weekend. Uh, pretty much baseball all day. Whenever whenever there's baseball on, I'm trying to watch it if I'm around. And refresh my memory, are you an NFL draft guy at all? I am, but I, I have not bet any NFL draft this year just because it's kind of one of those markets that's gotten so saturated that, that there's many other people that are going to spend a lot more time doing it than me. I don't have an edge there anymore with all the competition. Okay. And which of your season long baseball bets look the best out of the shoot? Let's put it that way. Marlins. I mean, I've watched, I've watched almost every Marlins game so far. So I feel pretty confident in saying that they're just Marlins, not a good team and Marlins under season wins. Yeah. Yeah. 
Marlins under. Um, oh. I'm I'm pretty confident in saying they're not a good team. And Shohei Cy Young, I mean, it couldn't have been a better start. Obviously, the competition has not been, uh, you know, the 27 Yankees, but that one's gone off to a great start, too. I think, actually, the, the Tom Tango Cy Young model has him in first place at the moment, which Already. is the best predictor of yeah. Cy Young. But remember the competition, and it's... April fourteenth. A lot of yeah. a lot of things change between April fourteenth and end of September. Yep. We all have Shohei uh Cy Young tickets, but yes. So far so good anyway at this point in the season. Jason, thank you for the uh not one, not two, but eight baseball picks of the day. We'll all be tracking them, we'll be playing them. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. Jason Weingarten at Spreadopedia on the old Twitter machine. Joe Fortenbaugh is next from Daily Wager at ESPN. Spent many a year in San Francisco. His thoughts on the Warriors and the Kings and beyond in the NBA. Low Energy Joe next on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your uh before you make rather your next bet, be sure to visit VSIN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes. So you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money does not match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, yet another way that VEASAN is here to make you smarter, better year-round. Check them out. All of today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this gentleman is one of the stars of ESPN's Daily Wager. Daily look into the sports betting world, rife with predictions. And he's also the best-dressed man on the show. It's Joe Fortenbaugh. How you doing, Joseph? Gil, I always 
appreciate the big setups when you introduce me to your beautiful audience. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure. This is that time of year where we're off March Madness. All of us get to settle in a little bit, playoff grind with hockey, playoff grind with basketball. Fantastic time to be gambling, my man. It is a fantastic time. And, and for those who are unaware of your, uh, your resume, you spent, I'm going to say five years, you'll correct me if I'm wrong, five years in San Francisco doing morning radio. And so you saw up close and personal many of the Warriors championships. I think you post-dated the Giants, but you were right there in the Warriors' heyday. So you've got real big thoughts on them always. This is about as interesting as it gets, right? Four championships in eight years. Maybe this is the last dance, if you will, for the Golden State Warriors. They're getting Wiggins back. They are a series favorite of about minus 275. It's one of these weird ones where they're a series favorite, but if you look at the fact that they don't have home court advantage, if you just project moving forward, they're one and a half point dogs in game one. Let's just say they're one and a half point dogs if nothing changes moving forward if they played four in Sacramento. So that typically makes heads explode. Where do you stand on this outfit? Getting Wiggins back, this series and beyond. Well, I'll tell you what, I got to my first radio gig was in San Francisco, right? And I show up in December of 2014. So to give you an idea of what the landscape looked like, December of 2014, the Giants had just won their third World Series in five years, all right? The A's had just traded away Josh Donaldson. The San Jose Sharks, there was nothing going on there, really. They were on their way to a cup in a couple years. The Warriors started their dynasty that year. I got there, and they were on, like, some 12-game winning streak. The Niners had just gotten rid of Jim Harbaugh. The Raiders... Had, had a whole thing going on like usual. I think they were moving on. Tony Sperano had stepped in for Dennis Allen. It was chaos. Like, that was my first radio gig. It's like, where do you begin? Every single sport in this town is out of control. So as it pertains to this specific series, it's a good one, right? Like, we, we have to sit here and we have to ask ourselves, how much do we value the Warriors' history? How much do we value it? Because the, the conversation everyone seems to have is, well, can they flip the switch here in the playoffs? Well, they've been talking about flipping the switch for the last few months. Clay Thompson was talking about that last big road trip they had, that, you know, they've really got to go out there and get it right, and they opened that trip 0-3, and they were getting blown out. Their performance on the road and their defense, more specifically, has been very problematic this year. That said, with Wiggins coming back, do you want to just go ahead and, 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 and weight them specifically on what you've seen during the regular season? Wiggins is huge for defense. We know what he did last year in the NBA Finals against Boston. He was the second most important player on the team. But what's his head going to be like, right? Like, I don't want to speculate on what he was going through, but he left for a personal issue, not a physical issue. And I wonder, if the playoffs started in two weeks, would he be back playing now? Or would he be back in two weeks when the playoffs start? Is he only back because it's the playoffs? So where's his conditioning? Where's his head at? There's a lot of questions there. Sacramento's defense is troublesome. But as a young team, what are they going to do? Are they going to play loose and free because they don't know any better? That's dangerous for Golden State. Or are they going to turtle up and get tight because the moments are big? I think Mike Brown, having been on the Warriors staff, is going to be very, very big. He knows how Kerr wants to operate. He knows how the team operates game to game. He knows how dangerous Golden State is coming off these timeouts with these set inbound plays. It's one of the best things about Steve Kerr. So I can tell you in game one, I like the Sabonis rebounds prop over 13 and a half. It's, it's, it's a small price. It's like plus money in some spots because he's averaging about 12 and a half. He's going to clean up three games against the Warriors this year, 14 boards, 14 boards, and 22 boards. 
for the series, I like over five and a half games. You're laying some decent juice there, but I don't see either team getting blown out here. The Kings, even if they start slow, are going to find a way to get something done in this series. I don't think the Warriors are that bulletproof, and I don't think the Warriors are going to get completely rolled in this series either. So I got the prop for game one. I haven't figured out. I mean, it'll probably be a live betting situation because I want to see what that Warrior defense looks like. If they're getting chewed up on the road uh, in game one, what would make me think it's going to be anything different than I've seen in the regular season? Joe Fordenball, ladies and gentlemen, bringing it strong. If I said to you right now, I've asked this of everybody, but it's just like one of these, your, your friend to ask you, your friend who's not even a gambler kind of questions to ask you, who's, who's in the Western Conference Finals, if you had to predict right now? I mean, that's what's beautiful about all the people who complained for years that they were tired of the Warriors dominating the West. It's everybody, right? Like, you can find weaknesses with everybody. These road records, so many of these teams sport suspect road records. Like, how is Memphis the number two overall seed? They're like six games under 500 on the road. Like, that's problematic. So when you work your way around, I mean, it's going to be tough for me to go against Phoenix. I like the opening round matchup against the the Clippers. I, I know that it's not very sexy to say this, but uh, (laughs) their weakness is their bench. Like, that's it. They don't have great depth, and obviously an injury could derail them, but if they're healthy and they're clicking, who's going to stop them? I look around at everyone else, and I just see problems. So I like what Phoenix can do, and I'm not selling short on the Lakers. They're 7-1. to one. I think the prop to play with them in this series against Memphis, and I'm sure you guys have been talking about this. You guys are all over these angles. But LeBron in game one on the road in his career is just dreadful. What is he like? Four and 17 or something straight up. Terrible against the spread. The Lakers in these early start times haven't been very good this season. So I would bet them to lose in game one, but to win the series. That prop is sitting out there at three to one. I like them to get past Memphis, but I don't like them in game one. Kelly and I are looking at each other like, no, we never brought that up. LeBron first, first games on the road. <laughs> no. You're too busy with the Rays streak, I'm sure. Uh, I know how much this show loves baseball. Uh, <laughs> we love that. Uh, all right. So is that, by the way, those are your favorite bets that in the first round, the ones you've already mentioned, all of those, or is there any others? tonight. I'll just give them to you quickly. I'm on the Bulls plus the five and a half. Miami's been wildly inconsistent. I mean, think about this. If you're Miami, you just got beat by 11 against an Atlanta team that shot 10 of 41 from deep. Like, how the hell are you going to have a team go 10 of 41 from deep and you get beat by 11? Miami's trademark is supposed to be its defense and there was nothing but wide open looks for Atlanta. So I'll take the points with the Bulls. I think they match up well there. I also like Gobert over 12 and a half rebounds in the matchup against OK. That's a good situation for him. So those are the two play-ins. And then for the first-round games, you have pretty much my action there. Jared Allen over nine-and-a-half rebounds. Even if Randall can play, he's the team's leading rebounder, he's not going to be 100%. So I think he can feast. And at nine-and-a-half over, you're getting like plus 108 right now, so I'm taking a shot on that. Wow, Fortinball filled with bets. Let me ask you. Let me ask you. On just, rebound props, I'm noticing. I'm, I'm all over the rebounds. Just you, you and me talking here, Joe. Nobody else is listening. It's just me and you talking. Yeah, do okay. you Do you find that doing daily wager on a daily basis causes you to have more action than you otherwise would have? Like, do you feel compelled? Great question. Um, 
Yes, because there's so much information being shared from either the night before or the start of the morning when we're when we're we work through a Google document. You know, the producers go in; they have a lot of ideas, a lot of games they want to talk about. So much of it's obvious, right? Because you know, like tonight, what are we going to talk about on the show? We're going to talk about the NBA. We've got UFC tomorrow night. You know, monster events. So you've got everyone sharing notes in there. You've got the research team putting stuff together. So throughout the course of the day, you've got what you like. You've got what you're working on. You've got the people you're talking to, the stuff you're reading. But then you're also coming across all this other information from everybody else. So, yeah, you end up on the days I'm, I'm off, I would say I probably have less action just because some of those days, like for me, I know everyone's always playing the edge. If you've got to have an edge, you've got to bet. For me, it's important to have time off to just get my mind away from it so I don't get sucked into it too much. Like you can just get overwhelmed by some of this sometimes. So I, I, I got to keep my head clear. So, yeah, I would say the days we're working, especially the Fridays, because we've got the whole weekend card. So I'll have times where I'm going into these UFC events with six or seven bets. There could be boxing. You've got the playoffs. The Friday shows are the best. Fort and Ball Fridays, Kelly. Moving forward. Fort and Ball Fridays. There we go. That's what's going to happen. All right, we got 30 seconds here, Joe. You want to leave us with your favorite NFL draft bet? Do you, do you dive into the draft? I do. I've been playing around with a lot of it. Um, Kincaid at minus 190 is the first tight end. That one's steaming, and it's been for a while, but it looks like he's the guy. Because people, that was a, a bad number originally. Yeah. He's a really good tight end, but he wasn't as popular as the Notre Dame guy. I mean, everything. I, I would say I like the Raiders. My ultimate prediction that I'm telling everyone, I think the Raiders trade up to two and draft C.J. Stroud. That's my prediction for the draft. The Raiders move up to number two and take C.J. Stroud after Bryce Young goes to Carolina. Didn't someone just mock that, Kelly, that we had the other day? That they- they were just like this is the. They were joking about their own mock. They're like, oh, this is the only perfect mock. It's about to come out. And they had the they had the Raiders doing just that. Wow, yeah. that would be something. Raiders trading to two there to get CJ Stroud. Joe, always appreciate it, man. Enjoy the uh, the play in games or the final play in games tonight, and the playoffs themselves, man. Thank you. Love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. You too, Joe Fortenbaugh, everybody from ESPN's Daily Wager. He was very honest about that Daily Wager question. Yeah, it was. You didn't say love you back. I did. I said love you too, didn't I? Just now? I don't think so. Oh, I didn't? Oh, I do love the man. Love him dearly. We'll come back. Drew Densick to join us. Numbers game, VSIN. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. I read the wrong promo there. It's okay. We'll just do the other one later. Yeah, no. no you're going to do the same one again next do time. Do I? Do yeah. I have to? Why? Because it has to be right in the time yeah. slot? Oh, is that right? Um, so here's If, if we were to peel back the curtain, yeah, it's, it's, called, it's called air check sometimes. People want to check in and see uh, if their advertisers have, advertising has been run. Yeah. yeah. All so, right. yeah. All peek right. in, and they're going to see it's ran at the right time. They get a double bang for their buck. Exactly. That's all, they, that's all that's all that happens. Mr. Value. That's what they call me <laughs> over there.
Uh, Steve Fezzik has uh, texted in. He uh, he has a complaint about Jason's segment. He says, no past posting, Todd Weingarten. That's his shot at both Wishnev and Weingarten at the same time for past posting all the time. There you go. What, on Twitter? Todd does it via text. Jason did it on the show because he's like, oh, I have the red. Uh, I was 3-0 and it's yesterday. A gr- it's a group text uh, issue? It is a group text issue. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. I was going to say something now. I forgot all about it because of the uh, promo thing. I don't remember anyway. Pro tip? Oh, the pro tip. That's yes, what you were going to say. The pro tip. So, so here's the deal. And, and I said this sort of casually before, but I really mean it. And it is, it is a pro tip that everybody who's betting baseball. Or any sport. Or any sport. At the sport, beginning of a season. But yes. particularly baseball, right? Because baseball is, you know, most people, and I think if they don't, they're probably not doing it right. But most people bet baseball based on some numbers. Um, not everyone, but a lot of people when they're pre-flopping. It's too early. It's too early. The sample size is egregiously small right now. There are great stat websites like a fan graphs that you can use for betting throughout the baseball season. But make sure you keep sample size in mind. It's not enough right now to say, oh, Corey Kluber's not good at baseball. Well, he had one bad outing. He went three and a third. He gave up five earned runs. We don't know if he's not good. We don't know any of that. We don't know if somebody's good. Uh, it's way too early in the season to really be leaning on that type of info right now. All your daily betting tips at vsin.com. Yeah, you I, do. Think it's, I think it's a great point for every sport, though, because, you know, cleaning glass is something I lean on heavily yeah. for NBA, but the first few weeks of the NBA, like, it doesn't make too much sense to lean too heavily. Into well, there's it. also a reason, like, you do this for golf. When you're doing your golf modeling, you're doing certain amounts of rounds, mm-hmm. 24, 36, whatever your increments are. And in tennis, when I'm doing it, it's 12 month, it's 6 month. And, you know, sometimes I'll go down to 3 month, but I'm not doing, you know, you know, something that somebody just shows up on tour has a great match where their numbers are off the charts because that's not predictive. It's not meaningful. And for those sports, I would assume you're in the same camp of, of you know, like there's I'm betting way more money at this point in the golf season than I was in Hawaii when it first kicks off. Right. right. We're looking at larger, larger samples then of guys stats coming in. Now I'm looking more more recent form. Uh, round wise, when it comes to golf, but I'm betting more now than I was in Hawaii because you don't really know if people are going to show up. Well, let, let's make a distinction here too, because I know there's a lot of people here who, a lot of people listening here, will be like, "Well, I in-game bet, and so I'm super successful doing that." I'm not talking about that. Yeah. So this is the thing about sports betting: there's so many different ways to skin the cat, right? And we talk about the NFL draft; it's information based. It's not even any it has nothing to do with any of what we're talking about now. I'm talking about. By nature of sports betting content, we have many hours to fill. And so it does follow that a lot of those hours are going to be filled with folks who are going to provide information that, you know, because in the name of filling that, the, that, those hours of content, have to provide some sort of nuggets that sounds like predictive wisdom. And I guess what I'm saying is that is pre-flop pitfalls. Right. The, those are we're all subject to that if we're not mindful of things like sample size. That's different from in-game betting. Right. In-game betting. Let's take baseball since we're talking about that. That's a whole different endeavor because in-game betting has to do with, you know, in college basketball, it's to do with pace. 
you, you don't need to talk about it at all before the game. You, you do need to know what the, what the total is and what the expected pace is. But once you see what the actual pace is after watching, you know, half of the first half of a college basketball game or two-thirds of the first half, then that triggers the bet. It doesn't involve coming up with stats beforehand. Same thing in a baseball game. We've talked about this with baseball in-game betting. There are some people who like to create middles with totals. Um, there are some people who don't need to know a single stat when doing so because a lot of in-game baseball betting should, if you're doing it correctly, in my opinion, have to do with where the batting order is. So that's the beauty of sports betting. It's why I decided, first, first of all, to do a podcast on it over a decade ago because everything about it is so fascinating. If it was so easy and if there was only one way to do it, right, it wouldn't be nearly as interesting of a subject matter. But that's what makes all of these things different endeavors, and you can't blanket statement. What we're talking about here with this pro tip specifically has to do with pre-flop betting and the notion that some stats at certain times of year do become meaningful. But here in mid-April for baseball, my God, not at all. I hope that uh, makes sense for folks. I think it did. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, We have some... uh, you know, an update on the NFL draft. C.J. Stroud to be the second overall pick is still at minus two hundred. Bryce Young is three to one. Will Anderson plus three fifty. We're seeing like Will Anderson's draft position though under number crash. So the groundswell that Bryce Young will be the first pick in the draft. I think that's well documented in terms of Chris Mortensen with his first report at ESPN. The reports that David Tepper, the Panthers' owner, is leaning towards Bryce Young. What's a little less documented is this notion of the number two pick, which um, has been talked about throughout this network, which is maybe the Texans, if they don't get Bryce Young, maybe they don't want C.J. Stroud at all. And in that case, do they trade? Do they select a defensive player themselves? And if so, some of these Will Anderson or Jalen Carter numbers become very interesting for that pick. I still like our Stroud bets. I'm, start, I'm starting to become a believer in the uh, this is just a Panther smokescreen move. Bro, I Make have, the Texans trade up to number one if you want Bryce Young that's, that bad. Bro, I haven't wavered one bit. I'm just keeping my mouth shut. What if they I do could that? be very what, wrong. What if they do that? What if the Texans season ended with Lovey Smith doing what he did and then they somehow get suckered by the Panthers into trading up to that number one spot? That would be amazing. Should have never let him coach that game. Should have never let him coach that Lovey game. Lovey Smith's final uh, salvo to we the franchise. All, we were all talking about it before that final week. They let him go out there and coach. Remember and how did they did exactly what we all brought we up. We all talked about that week. Yeah. Remember and remember how they won that? Didn't they convert two fourth and longs on that last drive? Yeah, I believe Davis so. Mills. And a two-point conversion or something, ready to win it. But, I mean, if you're the Texans, are you really going in the season with, you know, the poo-poo platter at quarterback again? Come on, Davis Mills? Come on, you're nothing in this league without Champion a quarterback. All over it. I don't think enough is made of the Lovey Smith thing. Who is it? Will Smith, this is not the same thing, but we'll segue into your basketball bets with this, which is Will was Will Hill was was telling me about, he's like, not enough was made about like when Kawhi went, after seeing Shea Gilgis Alexander play the other night for the Thunder. Not just last night, but just it was, it was highlighted by his performance in the uh, 9-10 game the other night. Obviously, the Thunder play tonight. But like, Kawhi Leonard doesn't get enough guff for engineering that move to the Clippers. Remember, he manipulated. If you read the stories about it, he Westbrook wanted to go with him. 
Kawhi like sort of played with him. It's like, yeah, yeah. And then he went for Paul George instead because he didn't want to go with Westbrook. But the whole time, he could have figured out a way where he could have ended up there with Shea Gilgis. That wasn't of any interest to him because he was on the top of the NBA mountain at that point. Yeah. You, you don't buy into that. No, no, no. I don't. I don't. I. I don't know if I blame him if that was if that's true. I don't know if any of us could have predicted SGA being even me, who's always been high on SGA being as good as what he is right now. That's true. I agree. What are your basketball picks just to refresh everybody's memory? Uh game wise, I've got I've got nothing tonight. I do I do agree with I think it was Joe was talking about the Bulls. I do agree I lean that way with the Bulls tonight. I, I just don't know what you can buy in with this Miami Heat team last night. They needed they needed thirty three points from Kyle Lowry even just to stay competitive in that game. So I, I I lean that way. Nothing tonight. I do like Kings in game one uh, against the Warriors. I'll be betting that, but I don't think there's any rush to bet it now because I think you're going to see a lot of Warriors money come in between now and Sunday when that game goes. As far as series bets, I did play Kings plus one and a half games at plus 130. Clippers and Suns over five and a half games, even money. And then the Cavs to win in six and Cavs to win in seven. Totally agree with Joe's point about that game tonight. I will probably have a Bulls preflop before this starts. Um, against the Heat in the uh, elimination game tonight, the game for the eighth seed, it should be pointed out. And DeMar DeRozan's daughter, not in attendance. Not in attendance. Any, so uh, any uh, any interest in over 208 and a half is what we're down to in this total. 208 and a half in an NBA game. That's low. That's low. But the, should the Heat be favored by five and a half over anyone right uh, now? Always keep in mind, too, the lower that total gets, that makes that point spread more and more valuable. Kelly Bidlin, pro tip, second pro tip of the segment. Bam! Drew Densick on the other side. Numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
a numbers game on v the sports betting network. Hey, Kelly, I'm not sure if you're aware, but BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashing the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. No way! Every time you make a wager, BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. And if you're planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20. Count them! 20! MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Dude, good job. How you like that? You did that twice in 12 minutes, man. Yes, I did. And the read's like three minutes, so. Yeah, man. What was the one that we had? It was like disclaimers for every state. Oh, yeah, Let's yeah. Let's bring back that one. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was for every single state. A yeah. different number for it. If you're in Guam, call. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. He's been on the show already this week, but because the NBA playoffs are upon us, we said, let's get some Drewski back in here. It's Drew Dedzik at whale underscore capper, host of not only the Deep Dive podcast, but also NBC Sports Bet the Edge. How you doing, Drew? You know what, Gil? Uh, enjoying basking in the glory of a, uh, a Yannick Sinner straight sets, hopefully victory. Oh, there you uh, go. Rune came through in straights this morning, so Monte Carlo tennis going my way on this Friday, and uh mm. Yeah, I got a lot in the accounts this weekend, I, so it's going to be you? a very fun weekend. Exact opposite for me. Last week, oh, when, no. last week when there were five tournaments, I crushed. This week, Monte Carlo, nothing seems to make sense to me. Oh, well, I mean, I, I've, I've gotten my brain beat in on a couple of things this week, no doubt. Um, but uh, today, I mean, this spot for Medvedev was just horrific. Yeah, because he, uh, what is he, 11 p.m.? Was, yeah. Oh, yeah, he, he was he was uh, just a knockdown, drag out fight with Zverev yesterday to the middle of the night, and then yeah. Rune gets the walkover. So Rune, you know, Rune, Rune gets the walkover, and he comes in fresh and just, you know, you know uh, Medvedev melted ultimately. But uh, beautiful uh, thing. Yeah. Yeah, excited. I think we're we're pretty due here for Rune Center final, uh, and that's going to be uh, very very entertaining. Let me uh, let me ask you this, Chris Felica. Are you familiar with the Bear, Chris Felica from Fox Sports? You familiar with of that? Course. Uh, of he, course. He has a question about the French Open. So oh, yeah. let's just look at the landscape. So Rafa, Rafa's not playing in Barcelona either because of injuries. <laughs> Novak uh, does his typical annual Monte Carlo fail, <laughs> and then you have you know then you have Carlos who. Is obviously out there, but in, in Carlos's case, well, you know, questions, I guess, around earlier in the year with his with his injuries. Uh, he, he looks a little hurt, I guess, but I, I don't know if it's the same as the others. Anyway, I guess the, the question is, is there anyone else in the French that might be able to sneak in besides those three? I think it's pretty flat across the top six. Uh, I am, you know, Sinner absolutely in the discussion. Um, he's a better clay player than people give him credit for. Um, and, uh, Rune is in the discussion. If he can break through at some point, Rune's clay game is amazing. Um, yeah. I would even put, uh, Felix Auger Aliasim in the mix. If he can find some form, uh, down the stretch here, just because his peaks are so high, uh, him sustaining that for seven matches in best of five setting is a little tough, but we'll see if he can pull that off. Um, but, uh, no, I think there's, there's, it's definitely, um, much flatter than almost every other, uh, French open that I've handicapped. Yeah. Um, we were doing our, our all court tennis rankings a few weeks ago on the show. 
and mm-hmm. uh, someone gave me flack, but I had it. I had it. Joker first, Alcaraz second, Medvedev third, Rafa out of okay. respect if he's healthy fourth, and then I had okay. Sinner fifth. And people, someone was like, no, Sinner right. fifth. I was that's... like, it's absolutely Sinner fifth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely right. And uh, I, you know, Sinner has he's proven it to me at least. Yep. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna win a slam at some point. So, uh, I, I, yeah, he, he's, he's got more, he's got a, a, a higher level than a lot of the guys that failed in the next gen, uh, that never got there. You know, who's going to win a slam too? Holger Vetus Rod, Nodskoff Rune at some point. <laughs> yes, yeah. he is. Yeah. yeah Hopefully this year in, uh, at the yeah, U S open. <laughs> All right. Uh, got some nice prices on that. Eight, the games for the eighth seeds tonight. Do you have any thoughts yeah. on either of those two? Uh, I think have a small stake on OKC to win against the uh, Tim Timber puppies, uh, largely because of the coaching advantage that the Oklahoma city brings into that matchup. I thought Degano just absolutely put on a masterclass in the uh, Pelicans thunder game uh, and Finch did the opposite <laughs> in the Lakers game. Uh, so as far as who's got playoff medal as a, as a coach, it's absolutely the thunder. Um, they have a couple of different options they can go to if you can shut down uh, the SGA ISO game. So uh, I think the thunder can pull this one out, you know, and, and honestly, like Lou Dort, uh, his defensive contributions against Brandon Ingram were unbelievably important in that nine ten, mm-hmm. uh, And I think he can, you know, to the degree, if you, if you put him on Anthony Edwards and Anthony Edwards continues to struggle because of the, uh, you know, the aggressive defense, defensive door it then um you know this might ultimately be not a competitive contest thunder win so all right thunder could, for me could could the thunder give the nuggets a run for their money probably zero probably four zero uh <laughs> i don't think uh don't think that's going to be much of a series as as perfect a, a defensive matchup as the thunder were for the likes of uh brandon ingram and anthony edwards is sort of uh you know kind of those focal uh you know offenses uh i i don't see any kind of way that they're going to be able to defend Jokic. Jokic is going to absolutely eat them alive so uh if it's thunder um yeah, if it's if it's Thunder Nuggets, I'm probably four zero Nuggets in that one. Anything on the Bulls Heat tonight? I'm hoping for a really competitive game because if if it's within a possession or two at halftime, that second half total is probably going to be six points too high. Um, and so, fingers crossed, it's competitive. I don't really care what this, you know. If if it's a really low scoring first half, I'm going to be disappointed because you're probably going to see you know a little bit of a depression in terms of the second half total. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd love to get a second half under in a competitive game there because this fourth quarter I could see being completely evaporated. Okay, series prices that are locked in or series whatever that are locked yeah. in. Which are the teams you like best? I only have one series. I only have one full stake on a, a series, and it's the Grizzlies. Um, minus 125, minus 130, minus 135, all plays for me. Um, and uh, yeah, that's gonna make or break my round one. So nothing else, just because we got the Grizzlies from you earlier. But you, yeah, you think the prices on all the others are what they should be? So that, so that's kind of an interesting point. If you want to break it down a little bit, so like I don't have like like I make the Nets a better chance than seven to one. Um, to win the series, but ultimately like, like by numbers, but ultimately like the end of game situations where they would have to pull off some sort of, um, you know, <laughs> just pull that, just pulling off a win against the Sixers team at the end of games is going to be very tough. So uh, I ultimately see a series between the nets and the Sixers. That's a lot closer than the market currently makes. Um, but they could still, you know, I still, I think like it's likely they lose four one. Um, and 
So ultimately, I think taking the points with the Nets every opportunity is a better way to exercise your advantage than to take a series price. If that makes sense. So you know, basically, I'm just going to go to the well and bet the Nets every game uh, until the market, it, you know, gets that one correct. In bet, my opinion. bet them every game. Don't <laughs> don't worry about the under five yeah, and a half in total games or any of that stuff. No, because again, like Sixers could realistically win every game by, you know, with just with end of game execution. Cause it, you know, that Claxton's not going to be able to stop Embiid if it's like, Hey, um, you know, this possession decides it Sixers got the ball, uh, you know, they're going to win. So it's it, to me, at least uh, you could get a lot of close wins here for the Sixers in the, in a series that ultimately is closer than the market thinks. But, you know, but at the end of the day, the Sixers win comfortably it's four one or something like that. So bet the nets every game against the spread. What other series yep. do you think you, you might employ that tactic in? Um, the other series that I'm waiting on is the Knicks Cavs. So Cavs have a decent advantage in sort of beginning of the series. As far as I can tell you for a lot of reasons, number one, they're at home. Number two, they, um, uh, you know, that you have, you're reintegrating Randall off of injury or, you know, Brogdon hasn't played a ton of basketball lately. He may need to get his legs under him. I'm sorry, not Brogdon, Br- Brunson may need to get his legs under him. So, you know, I think ultimately Cavs are a bet in game one at minus five and a half, um, see what the market adjusts to for game two, but they probably win game two as well. Uh, I think the Knicks can defend home court. I don't have a great rating on the Cavs as a road team. Uh, and in general, uh, you know, I think, uh, if the game, you know, if, as, if, if the Knicks can make this a longer series, they ultimately are very much in this series. And so um, I'm going to uh, see if they're down O2, that series price is going to drift out to like five to one ish. And I think at that point in time, it's, it's a, a decent opportunity to shoot for uh, a Knicks series price. And so um, this one looks like it's going to ultimately be a competitive series. And I can see the, uh, the Knicks ultimately pulling it out because uh, you can take advantage of some of the limitations of Donovan Mitchell defensively. Uh, and uh, Brunson, I think is going to be able to do that. I love it, Drew. That that's the beauty of these kinds of betting vehicles in a best of seven series. So many Surely. different ways to attack it and approach it. Doesn't have to be a pre-flop series bet. Maybe you wait, maybe you don't touch it at all. Maybe you play them game by game. Um, yeah. It's awesome. So just the one pre-flop series bet, though, on the Grizzlies, which he's done three different times. He does have a lot of conviction on that. (laughs) The man loves the Grizzlies. Love it. People are so divided on that series. I love it. Totally. Totally. It's going to be fun. Going to be fun. Drew, have a great weekend, man. Good luck with all the bets. We appreciate it. Best of luck, guys. Drew Dinsick at whale underscore capper. Kelly, ding dong, the witch is dead. Boom. What a happy day. Oh, oh. Good times in D.C. Thanks for listening. Thanks to everybody behind the scenes. Lombardi Line is next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.